From McKinsey's Strategy and Corporate Finance Practice, I'm Sean Brown, and welcome to Inside the Strategy Room. Today, we're pleased to share with you the first episode in a new series on board perspectives around high-priority corporate issues. In this session, Fritjof Lund, a senior partner in our Oslo office and leader of our board services work, speaks with Thomas Naukler, a senior partner in our Stockholm office and leader of our sustainability practice, about how boards should engage on issues of sustainability and their organization's environmental, social, and corporate governance impact. Fritjof, over to you. Thank you, Sean. Now, sustainability, and specifically the effects of climate change, has become ever more important in the global economy. Thomas, how do you define sustainability, and why should companies and boards be paying particular attention to these issues, and why now in the COVID context? First of all, sustainability I would define broadly and say it is E, S, and G where we will see in certain sectors, the environmental, the E being the more important topic. And we can think about transportation as one example for that. Whereas the S or the social part of ESG is more important if you are active in in pharmaceuticals or in the time of COVID is, is an important topic for the telecom industry. So I would define it broadly. Why boards would, would uh, need to focus on it now is that we're seeing a big sustainability transition across sectors where there are new winners who are taking market share and creating value. There are stranded assets that are actually left behind and the value is not uh, as high. And we're also seeing the financial markets, banks, asset managers starting to actually assess companies on their current performance on sustainability and trajectory which also has implications on, on, on the cost of debt, as well as which assets asset managers actually invest in. What exactly are companies doing to perform better on sustainability topics? And, and how does this really contribute to their uh, outperformance? I think the first thing that uh, the, the, the players who are outperforming are doing is that they are uh, basically reallocating their portfolio to the growth arenas that come as a consequence of the sustainability transformation. If you think about the energy transition, uh, where we have had seen a shift to renewables, it is interesting to see that Ørsted, who used to be a very small local electric utility, has moved into becoming the renewables leader on offshore wind on a global basis. And from a market capitalization and growth point of view, have surpassed the, the historical giants in value creation. And, and that is the, exa- the, the, the prime example of shifting the portfolio, becoming the leader in the new technology and assets that are core to the t- energy transition in this case. We are starting to see the same in the automotive sector where Tesla has over a, a very short time period created more value as a company than its peers. Uh, winning in the new sustainability transition is the prime example. There is a second version of this, which is players who are acting more sustainably are both attracting customer uh, and consumer uh, preference, as well as employee preference. And in the consumer market, we're seeing players like Unilever investing heavily in leading the transition and, and moving the markets with them. And then on the other side, we see a number of players who are not picking up the ball and not taking the lead and are left behind and therefore losing share and value 
and 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 I think that risk, of course, is is big in in many of many of the industries I just mentioned. You know, utility market. If you are a pure gas based player, you you've had challenges in creating value the last years. Same thing if you are left behind in the shift to electric vehicles and fuel cells in the automotive, you will have a challenge to be the future leader in that market. If we move over to uh, sustainable investing, this is obviously on on the rise and a very hot topic in uh, in the capital market. Do you think that we'll see boards focus more on sustainability to secure access to certain capital markets in the future? I, I think we are already starting to see it. We will see banks on the credit side as well as on the asset under management side uh, measure their portfolio and try to have a portfolio that has less risk. Um, I mean, back to the point about stranded assets, there are some early indications that uh, cost of capital actually goes down for for players who have a more forward-leaning or who is more successful in driving the sustainability shift and is on their, has sort of tailwind from it rather than headwind. And so I think boards will gradually get more and more in that direction. I would, however, say that relatively few boards are already there. It is a very slow-moving change in most sectors, and that's not typically what boards are great at, these slow-moving trends. Do you think boards underestimate the significance and the importance of the challenge, or, or what is really the reason for this not being higher on the board agenda currently? If you take automotive as an example, you know, the, the start of thinking about will BEV need to be a part of the solution started in the uh, sort of 2007, 8, 9. But it took another five years until car companies started realizing that this is not just a theoretical possibility far out in the future. It may actually happen soon and regulators picked up on it relatively fast. And then I think many boards were taken a little bit by surprise. And to some extent, it's almost like the CEOs in many of these situations have been the ones driving and, 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 and pulling the uh, sort of pulling the trigger of shifting the agenda and reallocating both R&D and, and management resources to more of a sustainability uh, agenda. I think the, the lack of facts and transparency has also made it challenging up until now because there has been a little bit of uh, unclarity. Can we trust that climate change is here for real? W- will it have the effect that we believe? If you think about sustainability broadly based, that has also for for some time not necessarily been accepted that that is the winning formula. Shouldn't we just focus on profit and growth and that's it? So uh, the long-term development or the long transition combined with Lack of transparency and conviction that this is really happening has probably made it difficult over the last 10 years. And, and uh, how do you see this differs by industry? Obviously, this hits differently depending on industry sector. But do, do you see that that is, is it relevant across or is it still mainly relevant for certain, uh, certain sectors? I, I think it, it, there is a maturing uh, process uh, by sector, and I would almost say by geography, uh, w- where things are maturing and and boards are in different stages. So we would, I would say that you know the power industry or electric utility industry have of course come relatively far as they've been on the journey for fifteen years. Uh, consumer, to some extent, at least in the Western world and in Europe, 
specifically also come quite far in understanding that sustainability is a core strategic question. And then there are other industries where this is very early days. You know, if you're an agriculture player, how, how do I think about sustainability? Uh, is that on my board's agenda? A few are really jumping on it, but many haven't in the boardroom started really thinking about it. And here, of course, the climate risks is, of course, going to have a big impact on yields. What are we doing about avoiding water shortages, etc.? And you can play a big role as an agriculture player. You could argue that, you know, the industrial sectors haven't either come that far. Uh, steel players are just starting to wake up to the fact that they may need to act on, on the environmental agenda specifically. So the maturity level is very, very different across sectors. Does it actually have to be on the board agenda? And um, what are the benefits of getting the board in, involved in this? I, I think it absolutely need to be because th this is a, at the core of uh, making a company successful in the next five to 10 years, and which is clearly the role of the board. Uh, it's, it is to set the direction and make companies uh, more successful over time. And, and it is a sustainability transition in all the sectors in, in terms of new winners going to be, uh, be emerging. Attackers are going to come in and try to gain share. And uh, the incumbents that are already there need to find their way of either shifting the way they do business or even shifting their portfolio in and to put themselves in a winning position. Uh, the board plays a very, very important role in, in uh, challenging the CEO, uh, holding up the mirror and asking uh, what, what will it look like in five or 10 years and what, are we, what do we need to do to come out winning? Have you seen any examples of a board playing this type of a catalyst role to elevate the discussion? I, I think the, the general feeling we have right now is that uh, when we talk to clients, if we take Europe specifically and talk to CEOs, this is on top or high up on the CEO agenda in many or most corporations these days. There are a couple of board meetings where the CEO has tried to educate the board around how will the sustainability transition play out and what do we need to do? It's a, a transition is a complex uh, development and it has many facets to it. And for boards to take the role, th there needs to be an education of the board on the theme relatively deep and a, how shall I say, willingness of the board to be ahead of the curve around what it means and almost a series of conversations over time where they are getting educated and perspectives on what it means in the specific sector of their company. So I, here I think there is a real real role for the chairmen of the boards to orchestrate that in, in many companies, in many sectors, that this really happens. What do you see as other almost sources of influence uh, on the board? Uh, what do you see as the role of investors, um, customers, governments? related to lifting that on the board agenda? I, I clearly see that uh, uh, that uh, at this point, investors and uh, are, are very important as they are, as we speak, setting the framework and defining the framework for sustainable investing going forward. One of the companies I, I ha happen to advise on sustainability, we're actually playing back what will sustainable investing look like in five years 
in order to get the board to understand and, and get a feeling for what are we running against. So that's one source. The regulatory development, as we all know, is going fast. And, you know, EU just raised the ambition for 2030 from 55 to 60% decarbonization. So really raised it even further. But of course, also down on, uh, on, uh, uh, on sector level, there are regulatory discussions and shapings happening. And I think there's a little bit of a, at this point, and this, this is just a, a moment in time, but it's a little bit of a race of how regulations are being shaped and how much effect they will have. And, and that is also an important thing for the boards to, to realize that there is a tendency at this time that, you know, things have, tend to almost exponentially scale and change uh, uh, at a fast pace when we reach a certain level. So that's important. And then, of course, the consumer, consumer side is critical. And, and I, I think we are seeing a, in a certain number of sectors that, uh, you know, consumer being one, uh, where, you know, for example, consumers, I think it was one third of consumers said that they are considering changing their diet uh, based on sustainability uh, considerations. It's not only consumers. Some players, like automotive players, are starting to say our products, and now we're talking environmental, our products needs to be zero carbon in everything that we put into them uh, by that and that time, and are then starting to put severe pressure backwards into materials production. And so understanding where are your customers going if you are a materials producer or component producer is also going to be critical. So all four uh, all four dimensions or all four, all four influence are very important for boards to really get input from. Over the last months, we've seen organizations putting employee health and sometimes even that of communities and societies above profit generation. Uh, do you think COVID-19 uh, could be a catalyst really to acknowledging that sustainability is an even more important challenge for uh, organizations of the future? I think the answer is is yes and no. I think it will vary in a major way. Uh, it, there will be players and in industries that are in dire straits and really need to focus on profit. And it's going to be, you know, the sustainability agenda will need to take a couple of steps back. But uh, the COVID crisis grounded many, many people in what's important and, and accelerated the, the will and the focus on the sustainability agenda for other players. So I think we're seeing a little bit of a, a, a two-way development at this time. Do you see any specific uh, sustainability topics um, that uh, might be prioritized coming out of, uh, of COVID-19 uh, around local supply chains, uh, product safety, working conditions, etc.? It's actually very, very different for different players in different markets. So, you know, the pharma players are clearly thinking about how, how can we help the world and help also the, the developing countries to succeed and how do we broaden that social agenda and responsibility taking big time. Uh, I, I think uh, the whole security uh, question, of course, becomes very, uh, you know, reinforced in some way from a health point of view. So there are certain certain players who are really thinking about can we do things cleaner, healthier, less, you know, manual involvement to make, you know, slaughterhouses cleaner, etc. So there we are seeing a little bit more of that. If we move uh, a bit to, to how do you balance the interests uh, of the company as a board and maybe particularly around climate uh, change and how to address that? 
This often requires a quite thoughtful balancing act between sometimes competing demands of communities, regulatory authorities, governments and investors. Have you seen any boards or companies that have managed that balancing of, uh, of different priorities? I, I, I think that, I mean, yes, we've seen uh, players do that relatively well. And uh, uh, the players who have done it well, I think, have also been able to uh, sort of uh, demystify the trade-offs that are not necessarily all uh, really there. Uh, so if you if you think about the trade-off you have, am I going to stay in the business I am or am I going to build a new business that will have tailwind uh, as coming out of the environmental and climate change agenda? Uh, the question is, of course, when do I when do I turn the corner and shift the organization and reallocate resources? And here playing out the scenarios and, and I typically what we're seeing is that many boards have actually been too slow and been sitting with assets too long or actually not made a shift early enough to refocus the organization. So it's always a large inertia if you're strong in, in one one type of business to actually reallocate forcefully. And here boards play a very, very important role to get the facts on the table, but also play out uh, the options uh, of, you know, wh- where is value going to be created in the future and challenge management. Are, are you ambitious enough? And you're also, are you setting yourself up in the proper way? Uh, which is a challenge when you have something that sometimes are competing with your current business. Boards not only need to have balanced interest, but I think they have to have an independent view and a, a, a relative, get a relatively clear view of what the future looks like. Uh, and ideally in the boardroom also have a little bit more of diverging opinion and debate in order to challenge each other for where can this really go? Because it in, in many industries, it's not crystal clear that it, there is one development, but there are a few different scenarios that could happen. Have you seen, um, con- again, concrete examples of boards getting to that independent view? What, what do they do almost practically to develop those perspectives? This is an interesting one. There are two boards, or two the composition of the boards that I've seen that have done it well is, is either boards with executives who have been a little bit on this journey previously, you know, where you have a chairman typically who's really mature in understanding the facts and, and knows the scenarios, knows the regulators. Or the other one is a little bit more uh, the board with almost a working working chairman who has the time to get into it uh, and is really a little bit passionate about thinking about not necessarily about the topic itself only, but around how do we capitalize on this to reposition us to win. I think boards need to almost have a a framed program, uh, depending on what sector they are in, around uh, how do we get educated uh, and how do we get uh, how do we get the inputs of where this transition may be going. And how do we uh, uh, really take the responsibility to be the discussion partner on on very different ambition levels for for the company in terms of what what to do by when? Timing is of course critical here. T- the timing question the board can play a very important role as well. So really take that role of framing the the choices and having those conversations between the board and and the CEO to to, in, to ensure that you are 
making decisions early enough or measured decisions or at the right time. Uh, because, of course, going too early, uh, as we've seen many times before, can also be value destroying. Thanks a lot, Thomas. And uh, thanks a lot for a very interesting uh, discussion. Much appreciated. Thank you, Fritjof. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Fritjof. And thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. A transcript of today's conversation will also be made available on the Inside the Strategy Room podcast collection page on McKinsey.com, where you may also easily explore, filter, and search for our previous episodes. If you'd like to share feedback or an idea for a future podcast episode, please email us at insidethestrategyroom at McKinsey.com. If you'd like to receive alerts on our latest insights, you can sign up on the bottom of our podcast collection page on McKinsey.com, follow us on Twitter at MCK Strategy, or connect with us via our McKinsey Strategy and Corporate Finance page on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to having you join us again soon inside the Strategy Room.